Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the early line. Live right here on the SportsGrid Network on this Monday morning with a lot of to get to. I am Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside, DRS. How are you on this Monday? Feeling good here. Holiday week, Kevin. And if we need to be reminded anymore, two games tonight, two games tomorrow, college football bowl season, a game on Thursday night, Saturday, and Sunday in the NFL, spread the holiday Ooh. cheer, Kev. We're ready. There is a lot of football. Let's just keep our fingers crossed. It looks nothing like Sunday night football as the Tampa Bay Bucks are shut out at home against the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints didn't score a touchdown themselves. 9-0 the final score. Not only did the Bucks lose this game, but they had a number of key players, Donnie, including Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Leonard Fournette exit this one early. Yeah, they get shut out in that, which is incredible. Even with the injuries going forward, you figure it's Tom Brady. I mean, he's had probably less to deal with in New England over the past couple of years with weapons yeah. on the outside and running back. They weren't able to get anything together all night long. Credit the Saints in this one, Kevin. But I know we'll talk a little bit later. Like, are the Bucks dead, dead in the water? Can they make the playoffs? Obviously, they're yeah. going to make the playoffs, winning the division. A lot of that's up for grabs. We also have to keep in mind, they do have one of the easiest schedules you could ever have over the final three weeks. Mm -hmm. So maybe, mm -hmm. Kevin, they can get rested and ready for the playoffs. They're certainly going to need it, though. Part of an easy four-game window included this game against the Saints. Yep. As Donnie said, we'll react kind of where they stand within the status of the NFC. The number one seed in the NFC and the reigning defending NFC North champion, once again, the Green Bay Packers, as they beat the Baltimore Ravens 31-30. to But that really does not do the Baltimore Ravens justice, Donnie. Tyler Huntley, two through the Tyler Huntley, excuse me, two through the air, two through the ground, and the Ravens again go for a two-point conversion at the gun and again fall short. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about this a little bit later also. But you can't take away the Packers went on the road and got a victory. They were close to favorites here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Kevin, at game time of nine and a half. Made it a lot closer mm -hmm. than what it should have been. And you're right, it came down to a two-point conversion. But credit the Baltimore Ravens overall as an organization. They are so banged up in the secondary. Starting Tyler Huntley, a quarterback. And by the way, Tyler Huntley, the best player on the field yesterday. And that included Aaron Rodgers. Great performance. But again, you don't get any bonus points, Kevin, for coming close. You got to win these games. And the Ravens stock is dropping right now. Ravens no longer in the top spot in the AFC North. That belongs to the Cincinnati Bengals with their victory against the Denver Broncos. Another strong week, by the way, for Moneyline Dogs in the pick six. We'll talk about mm. those in a little bit. Speaking of Moneyline Dogs, my goodness, man. Listen, Donnie and I, we celebrate the winners. We acknowledge the losers. The Detroit Lions under one and a half wins. If it was going to lose, fine. For it to lose because the team with the best record in the NFL didn't show up, well, I just didn't see that coming, Donnie. The Lions, as nearly a two-touchdown dog, beat the Arizona Cardinals outright 30-12. to yeah, and who would have thought that a team, and again, what, DeAndre Hopkins is out, so he just can't perform here. This was a team, Kevin, on the road coming into this game, 7-0 and on the road. And you're saying to yourself, they should be able to handle yes. Detroit. What a bad football team. You saw the way they performed last week against the Denver Broncos, talking about the Lions. It was disgraceful. And then you see at the half, maybe you had to refresh your phone four or five times if you were out. 17-0 Detroit at the half. And even in the second half, when you saw Arizona try to get closer, kicking field goals, nothing mm -hmm. made sense here. And the Detroit Lions continued to put them on them. An 18-point win by the Lions? Wow. 
baffling game. Radio audiences in full effect. We appreciate all those who are tuned in to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside here talking about some of the biggest action over the weekend, including Saturday action, Donnie, where Jonathan Taylor continues to see if and a running back can win MVP. Buck 70 on the ground and a touchdown. The game-ending play, essentially, from Jonathan Taylor was a 67-yard run. He has the top five odds to an MVP. Is there a team that you don't want to face in the playoffs here? I know you take a look at the AFC like with the Chiefs, Kevin, but again, the Colts, 27-17 over the Patriots mm. here. They almost did a Colts thing. You know what I'm talking about, right? Get up 20 yes, to nothing, and then all of a sudden the game is winning three points at the two-minute warning. Somehow they were finally able to get over that, pick up this W. They're going to be one of those teams, Kevin, which they're a dome team, but they really are built for outdoors. And if they have to go into New England or they have to go into Kansas City mm-hmm. when it's cold, they certainly have an advantage on the ground. Jonathan Taylor's sensational performance went through for 57 yards, and they beat the Patriots. Whew. It was very, very impressive. One show has been talking about the Colts maybe being the best team in the mm. AFC. Though they are not the hottest team in the AFC, that is the Miami Dolphins, who have won six games in a row. They are 7-7. Seven and seven. This team was 1-7, and seven, and now they're legitimately in the AFC playoff race. Truly, truly miraculous stuff here, DRS, on the Miami Dolphins. It is, but they only have one real win against the Ravens on that Thursday night, 22-10. to 10. <laughs> Everybody else, the Texans, the Jets, the Panthers, the Giants, and the Jets again. They play at the Saints, at the Titans, and the Patriots. There's a really good chance here that this team won't win another game the rest of the way. But credit Brian Flores mm-hmm. here for having the ear of the locker room. They've turned it around. We'll see if they can continue down the stretch. Tough three games. Fair point. Where'd that easy schedule come from? We were looking for those all season long. As far as some NBA headlines, three games canceled yesterday. Another game already canceled for tonight's slate as COVID continues to dominate the NBA headlines, Donnie. Yeah, it looks like home for the holidays for some of these NBA teams. We'll see if that thanks, excuse me, that Christmas Day atmosphere is still mm-hmm. here. We'll see, Kevin. And if there is, there still won't be any Anthony Davis out up to a month of basketball. The Lakers lose to the Bulls last night. We talk about Sunday night football next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Back right here on the early line, and let's talk Sunday night football. Truly, I I look back at this is feels like the wrongest I've been about a game all season long, at least from a pure total perspective. I love the over in this game. I thought that this was going to be a back and forth affair as the Bucks continue to dominate offensively at home, and I thought the Saints would bring enough. The Bucs brought nothing, and the Saints didn't really need to bring anything here. It was my all-over on the pick six. Completely wrong. And to add layers to it, Tampa Bay loses this game outright. There's obviously a lot to get to from an injury perspective, updated odds within the conference and all of that. But simply, Donnie, in the vacuum that is this game here against the New Orleans Saints, 
What is your reaction to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being shut out at home? I mean, maybe they just can't beat the Saints. The Saints dominant since Tom Brady's got the town with the Buccaneers. They hammer everybody, but they can't beat the Saints here. So, I mean, that's the most interesting part overall to me because when you're trying to break this football game down overall, you come into the game and say, boy, Tampa Bay favored by double digits at home. Taysom Hill is the quarterback. Taysom Hill has a problem with his finger on his throwing hand here, Kevin, as we go through it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can't score any points. Even If you were said before the game, New Orleans is going to score nine points. I'm going in this game going 31-9 final, 28-9, mm-hmm. 41-9 final. They can't push the football down the field. When you take a look at Taysom Hill, 13 of 27 for 154, no touchdowns and no interceptions. A passer rating of 66, and they handled the Buccaneers. So when you're going down the list here of what actually made sense and what worked for the New Orleans Saints, hey, maybe Taysom out a big night on the ground. False. 33 yards on 11 carries. Ooh, Alvin Kamara looked really healthy last week against the Jets. He probably had a big night here. False. 11 carries, 18 yards, good for 1.6 yards per carry, and he didn't score. You know, the one bright, bright shining moments in this game came from Marcus Halloway, six catches for 112 yards. No touchdowns now, but had a couple big catches to sustain drives. In the first half, you were just waiting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to turn on the Jets here. They weren't able to do it. Down six to nothing in the half. The injuries start to pile up here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But still, you said to yourself, this is a pretty good football team here that has a good defense, and they're at home, and they usually waste everybody. Tom Brady will get it together, maybe come up with at least one scoring drive to try to get you back in, whether it's 9-3, to 9-6, to six, or 9-7 to seven overall. The part about this game, which I couldn't understand, was how the Buccaneers still couldn't move the football in the second half. Now, I know the Saints have a very good defense overall, but there's no reason to believe that you can have a Buccaneers team get shut out at home in some of the biggest moments, Kevin. It, it was it was incredible to watch the third down every single time the big plays made by this Saints defense. You know, the four sacks on Brady and all of them coming at a critical time. The fumble uh, that the Bucks had on their way going in. He was nearly picked off on his first pass attempt of the game. It was initially ruled a pick by Marshawn Lattimore. Ultimately, they took that off of the board. But as you said, maybe you can just chalk this up to... He can't beat the Saints unless it's in the playoffs. And really, he didn't play very well in that game. Tom Brady, Drew Brees was just completely at the end of his career, and it showed in that game against the Bucs last season. That's, you know, the, the dirty little secret about last year's Bucks run. It wasn't, it wasn't all Tom Brady. It was an amazing defensive run. That's besides the point. Where I think, Donnie, the question around are the Bucks in trouble becomes valid is less again about this result here in a vacuum. They were shut out. Saints, maybe are their kryptonite. Okay, fine. Godwin leaves injured. Evans leaves injured. Fournette leaves injured. And you now go from being the favorites to be the number one seed in this conference to maybe they're going to end up the four seed, play the loser of the NFC West, you know, division race of the Cardinals and the Rams. And you might have to try and do all all of this while again, Donnie, not being a healthy football team. You're right about that. Now, here's where we come in and say, you know, betting value in the eye of the beholder here, Kevin, because you see that game last night where everybody watches. The the Buccaneers get injured. They get shut out at home. They're probably not going to be the top seed overall. But we also brought up the final three games. Like, even if they are heavily banged up and injured, and the Antonio Brown store, which is swirling now, which will they kick them off the team? Will they won't? Of course, after the game, they said they're not. Why? They lost their two top wide receivers. They need somebody to throw the football to. But now you're taking a look at where you had the NFC Championship game possibly going to Tampa Bay. But as you looked at it, they were the favorites. Now, if you take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook this morning, Kevin, the Green Bay Packers are a plus 240 to win the conference. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a plus 280 to win the conference. Now, most people are going to look at the final three games. like, Hey, they probably can't win any of these games without their two top wide receivers. I don't believe that because when you come into an NFL game, it's all about schematics, Kevin, and how your game plan revolves around it. Now that the fact that you lose two guys in-game, you can't really adjust so-called your play your plays in-game to order to do that as like a game plan. Mm-hmm. The following week, which you will see next week, you know you're not going to have those two top wide receivers. You're going to be able to game plan a little bit better here. I'm not down on the Bucs because there's still a long time before the playoff games kick in here and you really have to start getting down. About a month's time. So if they're healthy coming back here with a couple of hamstring injuries, the Bucs are going to be very good and maybe, Kevin, some value now in the Buccaneers. 
So I definitely think it is not a time where we're going to write off Tampa Bay, right? At the end yeah. of the day, they didn't even win the NFC South last year and went to the Super Bowl. But they have been bad on the road this year. I mean, barely 500 with some games where they've not looked up to the task against some of the better teams. The Rams blew them out. The Saints blew them out on the road. They lost by double digits on the road to Washington as well, hardly covering even some of the lesser teams that they've played road football against this season. And to me, Donnie, where I think there is some legitimate panic around the Tampa Bay Bucks, and we'll see how the, this all plays out, right? But could the Mike Evans stuff be reoccurring? Godwin, Fournette, it could. Now, yes, they have Antonio Brown, right? If I give you A.B., Gronk, and one of Evans or Godwin, it's still a great wide receiver core. Is Fournette better than Ronald Jones? Yes, but is Ronald Jones probably good enough? I would say so. Where, again, I think this is such a drop-off for the Tampa Bay Bucks, Donnie, is it appeared, and certainly the odds told us, they had an inside track to the number one seed. They entered last night basically untouchable at Raymond James Stadium. Now, it is tremendously live that they end up the four seed, and it would really be stunning, Donnie, if they end up getting back to that top spot here because they'll need to win out. They'll need Green Bay probably to drop multiple games, and they'd still have to try to jump the Dallas Cowboys. That's why I can't think I don't see enough value on the Bucks at a plus 280 price again perhaps when the bracket is set the number will drop enough here Donnie but I don't look at this Bucks team right now as a team where I say I'm not worried about their path as long as they're ready to go I think the path was valuable to Tampa Bay and they messed that up last night no, you're right. They did mess it up. So let's just say they do make it to the playoffs. They're the number one overall seed. That first game they open up at home, Kevin, I don't know who they're going to play, but probably favored by a touchdown, right? Now you're going to go mm -hmm. on the road, and instead of having that touchdown favorite, you might be able to get the Bucks at a short price, maybe a pick -em, maybe a plus two, maybe a plus three, yeah. depending on who they're playing. That's what I'm looking forward to, Dan. But also, let's keep remind reminding ourselves. They lose Godwin and Evans, which is devastating here. We'll see if they come back and what the injuries are because we don't know that the, the uh, you know injury depth so far this morning on a Monday. But also Leonard Fournette out with an injury as well. And all season long, Kevin, I've been telling everybody here, you've been watching the early line, the best running back on that team is Ronald Jones the second. Eight carries, 63 yards. Let that kid eat. I only need about 400 yards over the final three games to cash in on that number for Ronald Jones rushing prop over. But now he's going to get his time to shine. Don't waste it, Ronald Jones. Help me out. One of those games is against the Jets. I will not rule out Ronald Jones flirting with the number that Donnie needs. I'll tell you this, though. Uh, technically, technically, the uh, NFC South is now still up for grabs. I mean, it's 50-1 to 1 on the Saints. All they need to do is win out, and then they need the Bucs to lose out. The Bucs are still going to be tremendous favorites, as Donnie's mentioned, in their last three games. But it is incredible that this race is still alive after last night's circumstances going in to that game. Well, now the Green Bay Packers have the inside track. They played a massive game against the Baltimore Ravens. That's where we open up after this quick break. Keep it right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
the most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I love when a plan comes together. Last week, as we send you know, people off into the weekend, we listed Ravens-Packers as our game of the week, which as I was kind of putting it in there, I'm like, ah, that's, a, that's a tough sell, right? Rodgers, Huntley, worked out. It was very likely your game of the week. But in terms of plans coming together, mm, not so much for Harbaugh. The whole go for two thing, he tried it once against Pittsburgh. I didn't like it. And I knew, Donnie, watching this game when Huntley crossed into the end zone on that rushing touchdown, he was going for it again. And there is a severe case of bad gambler going around a lot of these coaching staffs right now. If you're out there, you're a consistent better, you know, you chase. But, oh, man, look, man, I, I've bet this guy's three-point prop over, you know, three straight games. I jump off now. He's going to come out here. He's going to snipe three. I, I, I got to bet this guy once again. And that's Brandon Staley going for it on each and every fourth down. And that's Harbaugh saying, all right, it didn't work against Pittsburgh. But, I mean, we're going we're gonna to get this two-point conversion try against Green Bay. We'll talk about the performances, Donnie. But the main story here is Harbaugh went for two again. What would you make of the decision? I hated it. I hated everything about it. Oh, that's because you hate it, Donnie, because you didn't get it. You know me better than anybody, Kevin, on two-point uh -huh. conversions and going for it and not. And I preface this by saying, <laughs> here is my, like, here's my argument, right? This wasn't the Carolina Panthers on Sunday who did not have a kicker. And you said to your coach, what do you want me to do? Put the backup linebacker in the kick a 37-yard extra point? No. You have the best kicker to have ever done it. It forced a tie game at that moment. Say, well, you could, you give uh, Rodgers the ball back. You know, he's going to win the game in overtime. Did you watch the game out here? This wasn't a one-legged player in Tyler Huntley that you had a 31 to nothing lead and Green Bay came all the way back. And like, look, we go to overtime. We don't even have a chance because our quarterback can't run anymore. That's not the case. Did anybody ever watch this fourth quarter where the, the uh, Ravens went up and down the field, the final two drives here to punch in touchdowns and also three and out of the Green Bay Packers? And you were at home with all that momentum. The Packers defense was absolutely gassed. And, oh, yes, if you got to overtime. You know, I even had people on Twitter, well, he gave Aaron Rodgers the ball in overtime. What happens if he gave the ball to Tyler Huntley? And they scored three straight drives down the field. And how about this one, Kevin? If you want to even get it, because John Harbaugh in the postgame press conference said, mm -hmm. it's the right move. I, you know, I, I didn't like our chances in overtime. Mason Crosby is having the single worst year of his entire NFL career. You have the best kicker of all time. You cross the 50, that's three in your back pocket here. I didn't understand the decision. I don't care that they made it or didn't make it. You have the best kicker in football. Make the extra point. You're at home. You have the momentum. Go out and win that football game. Because right now, Kevin, the Baltimore Ravens are sitting at 8-6. and six. It's a really good chance it should be 10-4 and four right now. It's incredible to me, though, that, again, like both times this was done, they had all of the momentum in the world. I despise that decision against Pittsburgh. On the other side of the field was, was old Big Ben. And I'm not worried about... Big Ben. And, Donnie, as it went into this decision here against Green Bay, I almost didn't have enough time to process whether I liked the decision because I knew in the buildup to the touchdown, and Donnie and I, because this is, when you do in-game, uh, you know, in-game live, in-play sports tonight, you have to start thinking ahead. It's the only way to start doing it. Donnie, during that drive, I said, oh, he's going for two. He has to go for two because he went for two, so you knew that that was going to happen. And people will think this is a little weird, but stick with me on this. If you kick the extra point and you give the ball back to the Packers with 40 seconds left and one timeout, Green Bay mentally be like, yeah, we get to overtime. We should be fine. We're playing Huntley. We've got Rodgers. You give them the football back now down one with 40 seconds left and a timeout. He has to go get a touchdown. Like, that's the thing, Donnie. You didn't even win the game if you got the two-point conversion. You just now forced Green Bay to get Crosby into field goal position. 
the decision didn't work here. The interesting thing about the Baltimore Ravens, though, Donnie, is a lot of people felt like they were a fraudulent team who were finding these incredible, you know, rabbit-out-of-a-hat ways to win game. The 66-yarder from Justin Tucker, the tremendous comeback against the Indianapolis Colts, and a couple of, uh, you know, the fumble from Clyde Edwards-Alaire against the Kansas City Chiefs. It feels like it's all evened out here now, the, the crazy thing is we're talking about the Baltimore Ravens. If I would have told you Lamar played this game, these stat lines all feel absolutely right in line. It was Tyler Huntley, Donnie, doing this with the Baltimore Ravens. You're right. And how many times have we shown up here on a Monday going, man, they came so close again. But boy, what an MVP performance by Lamar Jackson. Two in the air and two on the ground led the comeback and they just fell short. No, that was Tyler Huntley. So I know on Twitter, which I love, I love the instant, you know, feedback that you get with people are going, why sign Lamar Jackson to a big deal? You got Tyler Huntley right behind him because it's games <laughs> like this. Even the week before, Kevin, when you saw him come into the game cold, almost lead them all the way back. But you watch this game and all throughout the week, you know, multiple people asking me, doing many shows here. What do you like about this game? I said, hold on now. Wait at the last minute here because the better quarterback in this game is a completely healthy Tyler Huntley. Then looking at Lamar Jackson hobbled on one leg with a bad ankle mm -hmm. and it played out exactly the same. Now for a while there in the fourth quarter, look like, hey, Green Bay's going to run away with this game get the easy cover but it came down to a two-point conversion at the end of the game credit Tyler Huntley I still I don't want to take a lot away from John Harbaugh even though it is kind of stupid that he went for it back-to-back -back weeks and, and mm -hmm. he'll continue to say it was the right move and maybe next week he'll go for two again and they'll take a third straight loss and he'll come in the press conference and say you know what it was the right move it's not the right move sometimes with analytics and gut feelings when you go for it it's okay to say man I apologize, guys. Like, I should have just kicked the extra point and extended this game and believed in you guys. Because to me, when you hear the players go, oh, I love going for a two-point conversion, you know what that means to me, Kevin, is we're not as good as this other team. And if we don't get this, we're going to lose anyway? That's a terrible thought process because that crowd was rocking. The Ravens were ready. They had the gas pedal yeah. down. They have the better kicker. I didn't see the point of going for a two-point conversion. It didn't make sense for me. And also, Kevin, your point is very valid, and I'm glad you brought that up because most people don't think about that. If the game is tied and you kick the extra point with 47 seconds to go in a timeout, let's just say there's two incomplete passes here to start that drive for the Packers. You know what they do? They hand mm -hmm. the football off, so they get to overtime. But you're right. If they're down one, they're chucking it all the way down the field to try to get into yeah. field goal range to win that outright. It's a good point by you. I've seen Rodgers do it a million times, right? It's a 40-yard completion to Devontae on the second play, and you're like, well, all right, now it's up to Mason Crosby. It's just kind of what Rodgers does. I'll say this quickly on Tyler Huntley. Maybe, you know, we'll save this for a hot or not tomorrow. He's going to get a chance, I think, to compete for a job this coming offseason. I mean, look, the three games that he's now been the starter for this team, I mean, it wasn't the starter against the Browns, but he played starter level of snaps. He has had 70% completions in all the games, at least 40 rushing yards in all the games. I mean, this is a guy in, you know, year year one, year two within the NFL, was a real was a pretty good quarterback at Utah as well. I, like, this is a guy who's going to get some very legitimate looks, yeah. I believe, in this offseason based on what he's done. But as much as we're talking about the Ravens, and again, the Ravens are a big story here, Donnie, the Green Bay Packers. And Aaron Rodgers specifically. He now has 14 total touchdowns over the last four weeks. The opening week of the season was this disaster game against the New Orleans Saints. Everything went wrong against the Saints. He is That game accounted for 50% of his interceptions. Since that game, he has thrown 30 touchdowns, two picks, and holds an 11-1 and, 11 and one record. This guy's the MVP for me if the season ends today. It's a good look by you, Kevin, but I'm going to say less on the FanDuel Sportsbook here. Where uh, Last two weeks, I wasn't happy with where the FanDuel Sportsbook was pricing certain mm. guys here. I got to scroll. I had to show more, Kevin. I got to hit the show more button to get down there. But now I see Brady Rogers, Mahomes, Stafford, Taylor. And look at that appearance at 15 to 1 oh. now. You want to talk about CLB oh. coming back in your back pocket? One Josh Allen. And you know who he plays next week, Kevin? The New England Patriots. Big day by Josh. He should be a minus 300 by the end of next week, Kevin. What do you think about that? I think that there's something. We'll talk about the Bills. I don't know how they keep playing some of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. And Josh Allen finishes with like three touchdown days. They cover double-digit spreads. Tremendously bizarre team. 
But all in all, they give the Packers a world of credit. They're the favorites to be the conference champions. The only thing is this team is like going to beg and literally beg. Someone needs to beat Tampa for them. They can't have the Sunday scaries of watching, you know, Brady walk back into that building. He won there last year. There was... Donnie and I like to laugh at some of the tweets that come around last year. It was, again, someone with at least a decent-sized following saying, come on, Brady, don't you realize that, like, if you lose this, the conference championship game's going to be in Lambeau? Do you know how cold it's going to be? Tom Brady literally won the conference championship in Lambeau last year, played his whole career in New England. I don't know where people come up with these tweets. Look, Donnie, let's let's stick with, you know, top of the NFC, NFC North conversations. See how I'm sneaking this thing like only a minute and a half so we don't have to talk about this nonsense that much? The Lions beat the Arizona Cardinals. Like, Don, it didn't even cross my mind once to, like, live hedge a Lions money line here. I'm like, ah, this isn't going to happen. It happened. The Lions won as a two-touchdown dog against Arizona. Incredible stuff. I mean, and also, Kevin, the team total was around at 30 in that game. I'm like, ah, no, DeAndre Hopkins, no problem. Did you ever see Detroit play defense? They had a shutout at the break here. I don't know what's going on. With that. How can Arizona have the worst six to seven day stretch in the history of football where it was yes. like they're going to be home for the holidays and have the number one overall seed to boy, oh boy, are they even going to win their division? My goodness. I mean, what a fall by Arizona. That's an embarrassing loss. You can't lose. You want to lose by one point. Okay. You want to not show up in Detroit. That's ridiculous. Like, you know, Donnie, how we were throwing Tyrod MVP votes after like, like weeks, you know, yes. weeks three and four. Like, Hopkins is going to sneak in a voter's like offensive player of the year. Look, again, give Detroit a world of credit. Hilariously, they don't even have the worst record in the NFL anymore, which is just like total nuts. But if anybody comes in today being like Detroit, like, should have lost the game on purpose so they could keep the number one pick, don't say that. That's a terrible take. Keep, please keep that aside. Here's the thing on Arizona. This doesn't get easier. They play the Colts next week, and then Dallas the week after that, and then they finish it off with Seattle. I don't know if the Cardinals are going to hold on to this NFC West lead whatsoever. We'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys, who are now in the thick of this race, and a lot more action after a quick break right here in the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Right back here on the early line. Still a lot to get to within our NFL recap. I want to quickly, Donnie, close out the top of this NFC race that we're following right now because the Dallas Cowboys are in it despite not playing a great game against the New York Giants. They went out there, actually, in a post-game presser, and there is now a, a little bet between Dak Prescott and Demarcus Lawrence, will they have more turnovers or 
touchdowns, basically will the defense create more turnovers or will the offense score more touchdowns over the final four weeks of the season? Well, the defense is up early, Donnie. I believe they had four turnovers against the New York Giants. The Dallas Cowboys only scored two touchdowns, but all that was enough. 21-6. to six. They beat the Giants here. Mike Glennon was terrible. Jake Fromm might actually start for this team next week based on what Glennon delivered. What did you think of the Dallas Cowboys' 15-point road victory? By the way, it sounds like a terrible bet there between Demarcus Lawrence and uh, Dak Prescott because how do you cheer that on? Ooh, I hope you guys don't get any turnovers. Yes, they're scoring every time down the field. Then Demarcus Lawrence going, please, I hope Dak Prescott doesn't get any touchdown passes or nobody runs it in. It is kind of an interesting one here. But what I took away from the game yesterday is the Giants just stink. That's, it's plain and simple. Mike Glennon is not an NFL quarterback. And every time you run him out there, you have no chance to win a football game. I mean, what was the line they closing? You know, 11 and a half, 12 at that point, a double-digit favorite on the road in an NFC East battle. It wasn't a battle by any stretch yesterday. And they finally put Fromm in the game, and he's in there for basically like three minutes and has 82 yards when Glennon had 99 yards the entire game, which included three interceptions and a passer rating of 24.8. Saquon Barkley in the backfield, 15 carries, 50 yards, 3.3 yards per rush attempt. He has no offensive line. And I don't want to say, hey, the kid's a bust overall at number two. But when you draft a guy number two overall and get this type of production and injuries, it doesn't make sense. And also, Sterling Shepard, one of your better wide receivers, at least the ones that you guys can lean on here, he goes down for the year with an Achilles injury, which last time I checked, Kevin, is December the 19th. He got injured. He might be out all the way through next year. So some devastating luck here for the for the. New York Giants, but overall, this is about the Dallas Cowboys. This is about them being the most talented team in the NFC East and just rolling into games and saying, hey, we're showing up here and we don't have to do much to win games and we might just have to hang on here because you also take a look yesterday, that 21-6 final. Fromm had them in a chance to get that backdoor cover. Now, from a winning yeah. the game perspective, it wasn't the Giants to do, but they still had a chance to do it. And again, Dak Prescott, 37 passes, one touchdown pass. The offense isn't moving efficiently here for them, but again, the mm -hmm. defense is really stepping up, Kevin. Remember, Donnie, week two or three when I bet the Saquon Barkley over rush prop? Yes. As I said that he was going to be able to go out there. He'll break a big run. If you were with us on In Play Sports tonight, I lost my mind. I claimed to be the smartest man in the world. It worked that night. It's a good thing I haven't routinely come back to that thought process. That was his longest run of the season. He only has three games this year where he has a run of 20 yards or longer. Just to put it into perspective, he had 10 games where he had a 20-yard run or longer in his rookie season. He did that more than 50% of his first two seasons within the NFL. Saquon Barkley doesn't seem to be the same guy. The Kenny Galladay acquisition didn't work essentially immediately, and they have been banged up outside of that. It's a shame for the Giants that they didn't get to watch Daniel Jones close this out as a just-in-case, but as we kind of know the deal on Daniel Jones. Not the guy, not enough. They've already pretty much said Joe Judge's job is safe. Okay, fine, but if you're Joe Judge and you're looking around, you know, there's likely going to be a new general manager here with the New York Giants. Yeah, it's not going to be the easiest sale for you moving forward. But it's, the Giants are truly, truly terrible. I really do think they should start Jake Fromm next week, and that has absolutely nothing to do with being a Philadelphia Eagle fan. There's no reason to start Mike Clennon. If Daniel Jones is healthy, obviously you start him. As far as the Cowboys go, just to quickly say, look, they're now the two seed in the NFC, and they actually, Donnie, have less conference losses than the Green Bay Packers. To where if the Cowboys do win out and Green Bay slips up once, Dallas does have a legitimate shot at that number one overall seed. And last week, we were trying to figure out for Dallas if this was going to be one of the few teams that might rest people week 18 yeah. because of the way seeding is going to land. Dallas is going to have a real crack at that number one overall spot. No, they are. And if you take a look coming up, because typically, Kevin, you say, okay, Washington football team, yeah, they struggled with 27-20. They won. They're a better football team. They're at home. They should win that game. Now, the Arizona Cardinals, they have at home. But you also were looking at that as like, hey, man, Cardinals are really good. That's not going to be an easy win for the Cowboys. And, you know, what's the mm -hmm. spread before yesterday looking at that game? I don't know. Dallas minus three. So basically a coin flip game. Yeah. And then you look at the Eagles, the last game of the season, which might be a linchpin game for the Eagles to get in. 
But if the Dallas Cowboys need that for a number one overall seed, they will be playing as well. Now, it's a little bit different to say, hey, we want to win the number one overall seed. And the other team going, like, if we win or we lose, we're not getting in the playoffs. And it is on the road. That'll be a tough one. But you were kind of hoping if you were looking for the Eagles to get into the playoffs that Dallas wouldn't have anything to play for. Dak wouldn't play. The wide receivers wouldn't play. Diggs wouldn't play. Demarcus Lawrence. You get the picture in that one. But that looks like that final weekend in Philadelphia on the ninth. That might be a big game for both ball clubs now. Yeah, it, it absolutely will be. Let's keep things moving here, Donnie, and go back to the standalone Saturday game where the Indianapolis Colts continue to flirt with this idea of being the best team in the AFC. At, at this point, people have to acknowledge that this is quite possible. The problem for the Colts, though, and it almost played out again, is they get up multiple touchdowns and then are fighting for their lives at the end of games. And I don't know how much credit people want to give Mac Jones for pushing the envelope down the end here, but also a big reason that needed to happen is he was absolutely horrific in the beginning of this football game. Donnie, what was your takeaway as the Indianapolis Colts move to 8-6 and six and the Patriots fall back to 9-5? and five? It's the same things that popped up even the week before, Kevin, because Mac Jones had a nice run. But you got to imagine who he actually beat and where he beat him during that nice run that he had. And I saw everything that I needed to see in that Buffalo Bills game. It was windy conditions. You were on the road against a division rival. And Bill Belichick said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to sit you down, kid. Come into my office. Close the door. I don't think you're very good. I don't think you can win this football game. We don't even want you messing this up. We're going to hand it off. And that's the worst type of decision-making you can have. Now, it comes into the next game here against the Colts. If you anybody watched the first half, all sure passes. Run the football. Try to keep the game close. And all of a sudden, you couldn't keep the game close anymore. They said, okay, let's just go throw it around where it doesn't matter that much. You let him throw the ball 45 times. He almost throws for 300 yards. What are you doing to this kid's psychology? Like, you had this kid opening up the playbook, scoring points, and then you told him in the biggest game of the season, I don't trust you one iota. I'm going to embarrass you by you throwing the football three times as if we're running back in the Stone Age, like it's rugby or the 1920s where he just ran a wing T offense. That was terrible for the kid's psychology. So then he goes in and plays the Indianapolis Colts, and they lose that game. I'm interested to see Mac Jones down the stretch now with this yo-yo from Bill Belichick because what would mean more here, Kevin, in the heart of the moment? If you went into Buffalo and Mac Jones threw the ball 37 times and ended up losing that game 28 to 27, do you tell yourself in your mind, go, boy, that kid's tough as nails, man. He went toe-to-toe in that bad weather with Josh Allen, an MVP candidate. He came up just short. We are going to live this and watch this through over the next couple of years. Or do you tell him, I'm going to embarrass you again, and you're not going to throw the football. We're going to laugh at you and win this game. You've got to be kidding me. Bill Belichick got so much credit for that win over the Buffalo Bills and damaged his young quarterback psyche. Again, it was something he did that was completely unnecessary. You and I agreed with that 100% when it all happened. The next, the Pats host the Bills next week. The game is under a field goal. The total's 44 and a half. I don't know what you want me to do with the New England Patriots going into a game against the Buffalo Bills. It's in New England. I assume the weather will be bad. Maybe he'll hand the ball off a thousand times. Maybe that's why they didn't play Damian Harris against the Indianapolis Colts to prepare him for 35 carries. Hopefully the Bills realize that they can just throw the football because Josh Allen can throw the football in any kind of weather here. But this is the reality to me on the New England Patriots. I'm not going to trust this team to go out there and win a game with Mac Jones. I just don't. And honestly, if this guy wins Offensive Rookie of the Year, which he probably will, it really is not because of some incredible season and it is strictly out of circumstance. I mean, he is a minus 800 favorite to an offensive rookie of the year. And, I mean, look, he is, he's just not been that much better than the rest of the class. It is what it is. But, Donnie, on the Indianapolis Colts side, when they won a game with nearly comparable circumstances to, I guess, what we saw from the Patriots against the uh, Buffalo Bills, although it was a little bit odder. I mean, Carson Wentz finished with 57 yards. He threw an interception. The Colts got up monstrous. They had a block punt. Their defense makes plays. Jonathan Taylor is maybe really live in this MVP conversation here. You and I have talked a lot about the Indianapolis Colts as potentially being the best team in the AFC. They're plus 950 to win the conference. I'm going to take a real long look at the Indianapolis Colts odds to win this conference once the bracket in the AFC is set and seeing where they land overall. 
It makes sense also. And I'm sitting on that ticket of over eight and a half. And I think this season is yeah. playing out just the way we thought it would. Ride out the storm, win some of these games on the back mm -hmm. end. And then I was looking at, yeah, you know, before the game where they took place and played the Patriots, I'm saying, ooh, man, it's going to be a tough game here. If they don't win that, mm -hmm. there's still some winnable games. But now you sit at that eight and you look at the, at the Cardinals game, which is on the road this weekend. Cardinals, back-to-back -back losses here. They're just going to rise up at home and win that mm -hmm. game. The Indianapolis Colts are going to be live in that one. The Raiders at home should be able to hand your business and the lifeless Jaguars to end the season. This team, Kevin, legitimately can end up with 11 wins and be 11 and 6 yeah. as the hottest team in football heading into the playoffs. And as I stated before, typically, remember the old Peyton Manning Colts teams like, ooh, get them outdoors in New England. You can really beat them up because mm. they're a finesse team and they don't really have that rugged defense. That's not the case here with the Colts. They are built on a strong running game, a nasty offensive line, and a very physical front seven. Dare I say the joke is like, hey, the Colts might not want to win this division because they want to go on the road and play outdoors in the playoffs. There's a legitimate chance, Kevin, the Indianapolis Colts do actually still win this division in the South, which yeah. looks like that was dead and buried just a few short weeks ago. But all the struggles that the Titans are have, the Colts might be able to capitalize on that. If the Colts can win out, they need the Tennessee Titans to lose two of their final three yeah. games, home against the Niners, the Titans are a three-and-a-half-point dog. Home against the Dolphins. Dolphins playing well. They finish it up at Houston. Houston already beat them. It's it's not over at all. I'll say this quickly on the Jonathan Taylor MVP conversation. I don't think he's going to win it. For a running back to win this award on a wild-card team would be stunning. What I will say, Donnie... Is Derrick Henry really would have won the MVP if he stayed healthy? 2,000 yards, 20-plus touchdowns. Titans would have been probably the number one seed in the conference. We were going to get an MVP to win this award this year had Derrick just stayed healthy. Yeah, and by the way, can we get an update on Derrick Henry here? Because I got to say, every loss yeah, that I the know. Tennessee Titans take, Titans I say to myself, we're going to speed up a week. We're going to speed up that timeline. We might need mm -hmm. that Week 18 game just to get into the playoffs or win the division. Derrick Henry, come back in here. Put on that cape and come save the day as Superman for DRS here in Kevin Walsh. We just need one. If he plays the Texans, he's going to get like three touchdowns, yes. 200 yeah, he yards. Yep. He's yep. going to look so healthy. Everyone's going to be loading up on Titans futures the second he marches back out onto that field. I cannot wait to see it. Look, here's how we're going to close out our number one. If we're talking MVP, apparently we still have to talk about Josh Allen. Should we talk about Cam mm. Newton? The guy scores a touchdown every single week. That's how we'll close out hour number one next year on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Closing out hour number one right here on SportsGrid. Bills, Panthers, Buffalo does it again. They played horrible football. They somehow scored 31 and covered a double-digit spread that actually closed at like 14. 
Josh Allen with three touchdown passes. Gabe Davis caught two of them. And the Buffalo Bills still kind of control their own destiny, Donnie. I believe if they beat the New England Patriots next week, they then take over as the number one seed in the AFC East. Yes, they do, because I believe it would be from, a conference, excuse me, from the division tiebreaker perspective. Both of those teams coming in with one loss in the division. Obviously, if the Buffalo Bills win, mm. that would give them a better record in division here. But an easy win, 31-14. And you knew it was going to be easy, Kevin, right before the game, where Zane Gonzalez has helped off the field. And you realize there's going to be no kicker for the Carolina Panthers. And it played a big part. There were two drives where it was you know more than fourth and five inside the red zone or inside kicking field goal territory that you could have came away with points and you didn't. And they end up with that 31 to 14 final. It's a good win for the Bills, but it's one of those three games, Kevin, where he said all those home games lined up. These should be easy victories. This was one. But boy, they tried to make it a lot harder than it should have been, which is insanity to think mm -hmm. about saying, hey, I don't like that win. They won by 17 points and scored over 30 points in that game, and we're not satisfied. Why? Because they had that high ceiling, Kevin, all year long, and now they take a couple losses. They're only eight and six. They got to do some damage down the stretch here. And I mean, also, I think part of the reason is the Panthers had the football down 10 at, in Buffalo territory. Yeah. I mean, the Pan like 17 points is not actually the way this game played out. I will add this quickly. Is Cam Newton an NFL quarterback? Not anymore. However, we talked about the anytime touchdown score on our target player prop segment, and it paid out at better than two to one. And Cam Newton has now scored a touchdown in every single game. Someone should hire Donnie, not for his decisions on whether you go for two or not, at least at the collegiate mm -hmm. level, but someone should hire Donnie to put in the Cam Newton goal line packages because that's as correct yeah. as I've ever heard anyone. Cam Newton is maybe the greatest goal line back in the history of this sport. We'll come right back. We open it up with NBA on Sports. It's simple, really. Listen. Win. Don't listen. Lose. I mean, duh. This is the home of the winning edge. You're listening to the sport. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all-new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.